Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is Simply Ordinary Time. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many, in various ways, by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the first chapter beginning this morning at the first verse. An account of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Aram, and Aram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of of King David. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asaph, and Asaph the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah, and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Salathiel, and Salathiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, and Abiud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eliezer, and Eliezer the father of Matan, and Matan the father of Jacob, 
and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation of Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. I chose to end this week that began in Christmas and ends now in ordinary time with a reading and reflection on the genealogy that begins Matthew's Gospel. There's also a genealogy in Luke's Gospel, but I chose to reflect on this genealogy of Jesus because these are the kind of listings that we usually just skip over. But there are some very important themes and some questions that emerge just from this list of names, and as well as the confession, first of all, that Jesus is the Messiah and that this is according to God's plan and promise to Abraham. But I am curious to learn what questions or what epiphanies might be sparked as you meditate on this list of names here at the beginning of Matthew's Gospel. Here is some of what I noticed. First, the Incarnation attaches the Son of God to a particular family with a particular story. In this case, it's the story of Abraham's family, and then within Abraham's family, the story of David's family, and also the story of the nation of Israel as it uh, is deported to Babylon and returned once again. And since God and this family meet in Jesus, this family's story is God's story, and God's story is this family's story. And that was the promise that God made to Abraham from the beginning, that all generations would be blessed through him. Next, Jesus' genealogy, I think, shows us in detail what it means that Jesus has taken on the sin of the world, what it means that Jesus has come to redeem God's people. There is a tremendous amount of sin and sinful people that make up this list, just as much as they are beloved and chosen by God. All that went wrong from the time of Abraham to the exile and from the exile and deportation to Jesus, in Jesus are now forgiven and redeemed. And this brings comfort to us too. There is nothing in our family tree that is beyond God's grace and mercy. Another thing I noticed is that Matthew arranges Jesus' family tree here in a neat pattern of 14 generations. That's a, a double seven. And not because God works in this kind of exact numbers, as if we could simply count our way to the next big event in the story of God and the world, but because everything that happened, everything that happened in, in the story has happened in God's own perfect wisdom and timing that Jesus enters into the world in the fullness of time, according to God's intentional plan to redeem Israel and to save the world. That is good news, isn't it? In your baptism, you have also been part of, become part of this story, part of this family too. At just the right time, God entered into your life and saved you. And now in Christ, it is truly, it is really true that There is no ordinary time, but all time now is made holy by the entering of God into it in Jesus Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. 
You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gifts of relationship of others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all. In Christ Jesus, the living Lord, especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, and for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare. For those who are sick and those who care for them, for the grieving and the mourning, and for those through whom you bring comfort, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.